You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network today, coming for you for an interview episode with an actor who, of course, appears on one of the three main shows that we are covering. Those three shows being Lost, Nip Tuck, and Third Watch. Today it's about Nip Tuck as we speak to. Philip Reese uh, played the role of Jude Sawyer across the first three seasons, mainly season one of Nip Tuck, but did appear in a season two episode and a season three episode. Uh, great to chat to him about his time on the show. He speaks about working with Ryan Murphy, how he went about getting the role, some of his favourite storylines, working with Jolly Richardson, of course, very closely associated with her across the show, uh, Julian McMahon as well, some of his uh, more memorable scenes, including a, a scene that was filmed but never actually shown. Uh, he tells us a little bit about that. Uh, and also, myself personally, a huge 24 fan. It is a show that we will cover one one day here on the Oz Network because he played the role of uh, Razor in season two, uh, a potential terrorist. I don't really want to spoil it too much, even though I kind of spoil it in this interview for you. If you haven't seen season two or 24, I don't want to be spoiled. Uh, and he talks a little bit about working on that show, uh, working with Kiefer, uh, working with John Terry, and uh, some great stuff here in a very fun and entertaining interview. So sit back, relax, and listen to my chat with actor Philip Reese. massive pleasure to be able to welcome our next guest here to the Oz Network today as we continue on our interview series with uh, a variety of actors from the show's uh, three main shows, I should say, that we are covering currently on the show. Today, it's all about Nip Tuck as uh, we speak to an actor who played the role of Jude Sawyer across the first three seasons. Of course, we all know about Jude. We know that uh, Nick, who sadly isn't with us on the show today, wasn't the biggest fan, but uh, we, we know he gets up to a few things across the way, but also a uh, variety of other roles known for across his career. I uh, am very familiar with his roles in 24 as well, which we might get time to talk to a little bit about today. I do, of course, speak of the one, the only, Mr. Philip Reese, and he's on the line with me right now. Philip, welcome to the Oz Network today, mate. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you. Thank you, Ben. It's a pleasure. It really is. Thank you. Now, I feel as an Australian, we always like to kind of abbreviate and shorten names. Uh, Phil, fine. Do you like Philip? What What do you prefer Phil, here? Phil, everyone, everyone. Yeah, no, no, please. Everyone calls me Phil. Okay, yeah, good. Go ahead. Just wanted to, probably would have happened anyway, even if I didn't ask your permission. But um, <laughs> uh, it's kind of... are, you, are, you, are you Benjamin? Are you Benjamin yes, by birth? Yes, sadly, sadly. Um, yeah. But uh, <laughs> that's only reserved for when I'm naughty. Um, so, you know. Ah, uh, your mum, huh? Yes. Yes, yes. I, I very rarely hear it, let's be honest. Um, so, <laughs> I'm a well-behaved boy, what I can bet. I say? Um, but, yeah, I mean, as I said, obviously, you know, steam career, Phil, you know, you've done plenty of work, but we kind of obviously concentrate a little bit on... Uh, on Nip Tuck and the role of Jude. I mean, this this is a role, obviously, now that it's hard to believe it's it's been kind of so long. I mean, Nip Tuck's been off air now for close to a decade. I hate saying that out loud. That's kind of uh, makes no, me feel crazy. old. But uh, is this something that kind of still follows you around? Is this? I mean, Nip Tuck obviously was a huge show, so I'm sure one of the many things you probably get recognised for is this something that people still ask you about. Very much. I mean, especially with the older audiences. Yeah, they. Uh I get a lot of Jude, and then they say, are you faking the English accent? Because you know how he fakes the English accent and all that stuff. So, yeah, that's, I would say that and 24 are the ones that uh, the adult audiences recognize me for, yeah. And I, I nearly actually and was... two great shows. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, two, they would easily be my top five favorite shows of all time, both of those shows. Um, so that's kind of my, my what, are other, what are the other three, if you don't know? My, my favorite yeah. show of all time is a show called Third Watch, uh, which I don't know if you're familiar with. Uh, we, we, we cover that here on the Oz awesome uh, yeah. Network. 
Um, no, I listened to your Tim Raver interview. Oh, right. There you go. Good. Alumni. Glad we had a listener for that one. Um, but uh, also, I mean, I was a huge ER fan growing up. That's kind of where my third watch love came from. So it's, it's been a while since I've watched ER, but I still kind of really hold that personally very high up in my uh, fandom. And we cover a lot of Survivor here on the show. That's kind of where we were born from, to be honest with you, our Survivor uh, days. So it's the only sort of reality okay. show that I kind of will watch. I'm not a reality fan, if I'm completely honest, but Survivor, I don't know. It holds a special part in my head. Not Survivors, which I know you were on, although I did watch that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they would, they, we would get confused. Were you on a reality show? <laughs> no, no, this is a BBC drama. Yes, it's pluralised, right? That's There's an S. <laughs> but I mean, the thing that I, I find interesting with with Jude is, I mean, I mentioned this off air. You said you listened to a bit of our show with uh, Nick, our co-host, who's not a fan of Jude. He kind of found um, the character very annoying, very uh, I guess schwami is that a word we can use? Um, just kind of just the way he is. I mean, he's a bit of a he's a bit of a prick, really. Let's be honest. Jude isn't exactly the you know he's he's. How would you describe Jude? I'm trying to I'm lost for words here right now because he really kind of is a manipulative uh, character. That's kind of his role, right? He is, yeah. I mean, but I couldn't see him that way. You know, I had to look to the positives. For me, he's <laughs> a, a young kid, probably from the maybe the wrong side of tracks, needed, you know, saw an opportunity, took it, and uh, you know, made made good on it. But yeah, he's a he's a bit of a hustler. He's a gigolo, and the ladies you know, seemed to take a liking to him and he was smart to, to some extent. So, you know, we all, we all got to take our, take our breaks when we get them. Yeah, I mean, you, you just type, then, you're typecast, Phil, come on. They, you were cast basically as yourself, I mean. <laughs> blame Riot. Blame, I mean, I tell you, the whole, the whole background for that, I mean, I just turned 24 and, you know, I wanted to go on to something as good, comparable, you know, of, of that level. And I got this meeting. They had sent me the pilot. It was before the show had aired. And they said, check this out. There's this role. It's a recurring role. But but look at the pilot. Make a point of looking at the pilot as well before you read the script. And I did. I was so blown away by it in the sense that, you know, it just had such en- energy to it. It had such, you know, it was naughty. It was... Uh, satirical, subversive, all that stuff. I said, this is a world I want to be in. <laughs> and I was aware of Ryan's stuff from Popular, and I knew Michael Green, um, Michael Robin, some of the producers. So I just went in there with that energy, just being really excited about, just being a fan of the pilot, let alone, you know, my role. So, you know, I think that just, so you start, because when I've, any producers I've worked with and writers that, after a while, and happened with 24, they, they get to know the actors and they start writing to those actors' strengths. So, you know, a little secret is originally, I don't think Jude was English or had the English accent, but because I went in there and I did the English accent, I actually went in there and did American accent. Hmm. And the casting director said, oh, you know what? And I was very effusive about the show and I left. And I guess the casting director said to Ryan, you know what, actually, he's English. He said, oh, he is? Oh, interesting. Well, then turn to come back, do the English accent. Wow. Which I did. So so Ryan remembered that I could do the American accent. So he let you be English until, you know, the reveal later on, not to give a the spoiler away that it was actually 
match yeah. the American. Well, I was nearly going to initially do this interview purely in an American accent to see if you thought I was maybe faking it <laughs> or if, you know, I'm just faking the Australian accent. I, 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 don't, I don't know kind of how that would have worked. But what was it What was it like meeting Ryan? Because, I mean, I, I'm a huge Ryan Murphy fan. I legitimately, every time his name is attached to a TV show, I will watch it no matter what it's about. And that, you mentioned popular. I mean, that comes from my love of popular basically back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I mean, what is it like meeting? Because it really is we've discovered on this show. We've spoken to John Hensley and Roma Mafia. We kind of spoke about those early days mm. of Ryan because he really was only known for popular at that time, wasn't he? He hadn't had the success that clearly he's got today at that point. Right. He hadn't been. But he was, a, when we got talking, he was a journalist, I believe, mm-hmm. in Florida. So he, he's a writer, you know, and he's curious by nature. And he had... Uh, he knew film and he knew storytelling. Uh, so you could geek out with him and he was very open to, to ideas or to, to suggestions. So, and that when, when an actor feels that way or anyone on, you know, making, making TV, when, when you feel that with, uh, with your producers, it just, it just, it makes you more creative. It makes you more relaxed with the whole process. So there was a there was a bit of back and forth with the whole with the whole Jude thing. But you know, ultimately, what what you see is it's Ryan's creation, of course. But he was just it was just an ease, it was just ease. There was ease to it. You know, he, he didn't he didn't wear creator the creator hat on his head. It was a very uh, it's very approachable, shall I say. Mm, yeah. Mm. I like to hear that. I like to hear that. It's, I mean, it's interesting kind of the ride that Jude, no doubt, has across, you know, what, six episodes that you're on. But, I mean, obviously closely related to uh, Jolly Richardson's character, of course, of Julia. Uh, I mean, were you familiar a lot with her work? Cause, I mean, obviously she's an esteemed actress. She comes from, you know, very good stock, uh, British stock, of course. I mean, had had you worked with her in the past? Were you familiar with her work? And I guess what was that like working so closely with, with Jolly across the episodes that you were involved in? It was a joy. I mean, I was aware of all of her work, obviously aware of her, the heritage, <laughs> you know, the, her mother's work, her, her father's, her brother's, sister's, grandfather, everything. So that was, a, I was working with a red grave. And, you know, for a <laughs> Brit actor, it's like bucket list, it's tick. So that was incredible. And she was very excited about the show because it was very new for all of us and I don't think she'd been on an American show before so there was that giddiness that comes with it and I think I think the show had aired or started to air when we were still shooting so it hit it was a hit immediately I think the ratings were great the reviews were solid so great energy that comes with that so yeah so you and she was very collaborative and you know there was a it's just again, it's a level of ease, and when you when you have that working environment with your with your colleagues, everything is everything is just better, really. Yeah. And when the camera would turn on her for her close up, she would do stuff that just blew blew my mind. She's emotionally very available as an actress, you know. She's yeah. she's the real deal. She's a great talent it's in this interesting kind of what you're mentioning obviously how they sort of turned your character british and you initially went in there with the american accent of course i mean what was that like kind of with jolly i mean the thing is i think i did not know for a long time because i mean i was sort of i guess young when this show started so i maybe wasn't necessarily familiar a whole lot with herself and and sort of her family so i wasn't aware she was british i think until maybe i saw one Mm. of the dvd features i'm like holy crap she's british (laughs) so i mean is that kind of an interesting situation you know between scenes here you are just chatting you're british hi how you going great 
and then all of a sudden she's having to switch on the American. Uh, I mean, that must have always been an interesting moment. <laughs> See, I, I wouldn't know. I can't do that. When I have to do my American accent, I have to be in that American accent pretty much all day, especially on set. It just, it, I can't really slip in or slip out. But I, my memory serves me. She would, yeah, she was talking to me in her English dialect most of the time when they. You know, they yelled action. She would just slip right into it. It seemed, it came very easy, I think, to her. But there were moments, yeah, there were moments she just talking about London and, you know, things that we had in common. And then next minute, she's, she's this housewife from Miami or something. So it's very, <laughs> it's very weird. She has great, she's very facile, you know, as a, yeah, actress. yeah. It's just it's just so fascinating. I think for anybody who kind of yeah not familiar with that to just hear her because I think that's one thing we always talk about her on the show is that I mean it's just so seamless just to me and and particularly then obviously um, you know when when Vanessa sort of comes on board as well um, the the, mm-hmm. the fact that she too is American puts the American <laughs> accent on and it's just and it was funny actually I think when uh, Nick was kind of we got to the first episode with Vanessa on I don't think he actually knew who she was and I'm like you do realize that that's Jolly Richardson's oh, real life mum. Like that's Vanessa Redgrave. How do you not know who that is? Um, so it's just it's just so fascinating, guy, to think of these two. That if you don't realize it, like wow, they, they're, they're such great actors. That's how they do. And then of course Julian is is Australian. He is. So he's doing this impeccable uh, American accent. Although they do say it's easier for the Aussies and the Irish <laughs> to do an American accent than it is for the. The Brits. Oh, I've There's never heard that in your, before. Interesting. Your lilt, yeah. In your, because maybe, maybe there are... Well, there was definitely, obviously, a lot of Irish that came this way. Mm. Maybe it's because of that. That's fascinating. And the thing I but find yeah, with our Julian, whenever I see interviews with him, it's... It's so, like, he almost has developed in a very American accent, I think, because he's just probably been over there for so long. But there are still the words that he will say. Like, I watched, there was a, like, a, a panel discussion with the, the cast of Nip Tuck and Ryan's, uh, I think, at the end of season four. It's on YouTube. And I'm just really listening to, to Julian's accent because... He's he's one of these Australian actors. There's so many of us over there now that it just basically it, it's mm-hmm. it's not a big a deal as it was, you know, ten fifteen years ago. But he's kind of one of these ones I feel people forget about, which I'm sad about because I am just the biggest Julian McMahon fan, and I just love still hearing him, you know, talk Australian and everything. And he's just in a movie right now that's been released in Australia called Swinging Safari, uh, which uh, oh, I want to see with yes. Kylie and uh, Guy Pearce. Yes, I want to see that. The trailer looks incredible. It really does. But uh, I mean. What was it like working with him? I mean, I, I'm just fanboying out here a little bit, Phil, just because, as I said, I'm a huge Julian McMahon fan. But, I mean, you, I you, you did have a couple of scenes with him. So, I mean, I can imagine that that is still yeah. going to be an interesting experience working with him. The wonderful, you know, you're walking onto, you know, what is basically his, you know, here's Julian, uh, Jolie and uh, Dylan's show, and they're all very gracious, they're very open, there's no ego, and it's just about the work. It's just about the work, and he was very, very gracious. So, and I'd been a fan, again, wasn't he in Charm? He was. I remember yeah. that show. Yep. Yeah, so it's like, you, know, you, get to, you get to work with people that you have admired and respected, and they make you better. They make you better actors, and it certainly was after that. And they work fast. They think fast, because TV, there's no, they come to the set, they're incredibly prepared. They've got smart questions, and they deliver. You know, you don't have much time. Mm. It's and these guys, these guys do it. 
it's fascinating actually to think kind of we're talking about sort of like Jolie's family lineage and all that sort of stuff. Of course, you know, Julian's dad was the Prime Minister of Australia, so, you know, he himself comes from a. Uh, That's right. You know, I forget that. Yeah, pretty good stock. And as a Brit, though, I mean, you're, you're familiar with shows such as Home and Away. I mean, Julian, I think, was at least married yeah. or engaged to Danny Minogue, so here he's in Swinging Safari, <laughs> like connected to the Minogues again. I mean, it's just, this is a great thing um, about, you know, the Brits and Australians. We're all connected in some weird circle, I feel. <laughs> well, my form, my formative years, I'd run home from school to watch Neighbours. Ah, I mean, right. <laughs> that was our thing, Jason and Kylie. Yes, yes. Oh, my goodness. And now Margot. I, I think Kylie's been forgotten about. Now it's all Margot Robbie now that, you know, she's kind of, you know, cracking the big time. Um, <laughs> was Margot was on home and... Was my on Home and Away? No, she she was Neighbours, and like I was more of a Home and Away kid neighbors. growing up. But my partner at the time watched Neighbours, so I was familiar with Margot Robbie. And then all of a sudden, she's making it big, and that was to me. I guess growing up, it was Chris Hemsworth was the one who then obviously has gone on to be big. He was Home and Away, right, so right. yeah. If you're an Australian right, actor, right. Phil, you've been in one of them, so. <laughs> Uh, okay, it's like it's our EastEnders. Yeah, ex- kind of, exactly. Uh, EastEnders, <laughs> Doctor Who, Rites of Passage. Yes, you're always going to Very find good. some sort of connection uh, throughout them. But, I mean, this is the thing about Nip Tuck. I mean, it's interesting we're talking about soap operas because, I mean, this is the thing with Nip Tuck is that it almost was like a soap opera on crack half the time, like a primetime soap mm-hmm. opera with a, a warped sense about it. And you mentioned that after seeing the pilot about how, how much fun it was. I mean... I can imagine when you get that script for each episode that you're in, you just like you just must be so intrigued to see not only what's happening to Jude, but what's happening everything else. That I can imagine be the best bit about working on a show like Nip Tuck. Yeah, but there's nothing more special than actually believing in what you're working on. You know, <laughs> believing in the show that you're doing. And Nip Tuck Twenty Four. These are shows that. I would, I would have been a huge fan of regardless whether I was in this or not. So getting every script, you just devour it. You're like, oh, my goodness, he's doing that now, and how can she do this? And I remember when the whole accent thing, when we, we realized that Jude is actually a Yang, <laughs> I, call, I had to call Ryan up. I said, that's incredible. That's marvelous. <laughs> I love this idea. You know, so it, it walked that edge. It walked that edge of soap opera, satire it was a bit subversive it was it was edgy it was funny you know it, it uh there was i don't know anything quite like it that was on tv at least at least then mm. you know and i think ryan really got to stretch his creative wings on that and really i don't want to speak for him but maybe you know really found his voice and we've seen what he's gone on to to do after that and I can't wait to see this Versace thing already yeah. the reviews are great yeah yeah no I, I completely agree and it's it's interesting because um, we just we recapped uh, the pilot episode of his show 911 that started in the last few weeks and kind of we were talking about it was kind of a show that really didn't feel like it had that Ryan Murphy style to it just yet. I mean, it's one episode and it's kind of more of obviously a, a network serialized show rather than kind of where he can add like a Versace element or kind of, you know, American horror story. He's going really out of his element to kind of go the, the cray cray. But it's just, this is just the thing I love about Ryan's work is just, you know, there's just such a unique touch to it. And I know you obviously went on to appear on an episode of Glee, and I kind of avoided Glee for a while, because I'm like, this is a show I wouldn't like. Mm-hmm. But then I obviously got into it, and as everybody did. So, I mean, f- 
because I, I know he, he you mentioned about obviously working with people and producers and creators and that who will get to know your work. They'll kind of cast roles for you. And Ryan's sort of renowned for, I don't say recycling, but using actors from his shows and bringing them back. And is that obviously Glee, was that kind of how that came about? That was kind of the phone call? Like, hey, you know, I know, I know Phil, let's get him on an episode of Glee. I was, I think I went in, I may have read for the role, but yeah, I, uh, I don't think I had to, yeah, there weren't many hurdles to jump for that one. I think it was, it was a bit of a gimme. It was a gimme, shall we say. But, but there's a level of intelligence that comes amongst all of that. It's just the level of intelligence that comes with Ryan's shows that some people maybe don't expect it. I, I, maybe that's incorrect to say that, but just because there's a, such a visual aspect to it, there is a substance, you know, there is a, it's not just style. There's a, there's a great deal of substance that that exists with all the shows, including Glee. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think we learned that as well with the um, the O.J. Simpson drama, mm. that miniseries, which was absolutely phenomenal. Great. And I don't think I think that everyone was like, "Wow, this is right." He can do that too. Yeah. He, you know, he can tell a you know a, a socially conscientious drama as well. So. It's, uh, I'm a fan. <laughs> yes, yes, no, I think... What can I say, you know? Definitely, definitely all are. I mean, in the, in the six episodes you are in with Jude, I mean, it's kind of interesting sort of the spread you had. Obviously, you sort of had your four episodes in season one, uh, your, your kind of one, I guess, dream sequency episode in season two in sort of the Julia, which is one of my all-time favourite episodes, and then you sort of what appear okay. in the, the premiere of season three where finally you and Julia hook up. Uh, but you know, it's yeah. not exactly what you want to, cause what you're falling in love with Julia, but she's just using you for sex basically. Yeah. Uh, I mean, did you have a, a favorite storyline out of the sort of the arc you did? I mean, I, I personally think just from my perspective, if I was you, the swinger stuff probably would have been fun, but that's just me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, like, yeah, that was a great, I remember that we had this huge, we we're in this huge house and everything. Yeah. Well, there was a whole well, for me, I, I, I just like the stuff, especially when I love that apology scene mm-hmm. in the kitchen with Julie when she discovers that I'm a, I'm a gigolo Jew, you know, <laughs> and I, I tell her, you know, I'm not, I'm not English. I'm from New Hampshire or something like that. And then we kind of go at it and I, 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 tell, I tell her what I feel. And I think in that moment, he, Jude really, truly believes it. He truly believes it. I love this one other scene that I love is uh, not necessarily for my performance, just for the writing and just the whole overall execution is where the lady's in the waiting room to get her yes. ears adjusted or something. And I look at her and I, I tell her about balance, that she needs more balance in her ears or something and it'll take off x amount of years and then julian comes in and he hears, he can hear overhears me hustling the lady and all that <laughs> so he sees a a young a young him in the making as it were mm. but there is a little i don't know if i could say there is uh we did shoot something that never aired which i thought was <laughs> and i think they did that just to make maybe jude a little more the reason they didn't use it was to make jude a little more sympathetic because i think already as as uh, some people kind of uh, perceived Jude as maybe, yeah, maybe a bit too much of a, what, what would you call him? What did you call him earlier? Uh, Swami, a, I mean, I don't want to call him douche. I mean, no, I didn't dislike one. Jude that, that much, but I'm sure Nick's probably screaming at the speakers right now. 
<laughs> so yeah, maybe to avoid avoid him going over to you know douche douche Max. He uh, there was a scene where after that apology and and kind of confessing to Julia in the kitchen, um, she comes to the teacher. If you remember, she went. I think the professor or the teacher asked Julia to come and check the grades. Mm-hmm. So come come to her office, and uh, they'll go over some of her grades. So we shot a scene where she comes in and she hears some noises in the in the office of the teacher and she walks in and I've got the uh, I've got the teacher uh, bent over the desk <laughs> um, you know getting intimate shall we say and she looks at me and she's like she's just like oh God, dude come on and she walks away and she runs out of the building so that they never use that in the end but you know that doesn't make him very kind of uh, what's the word Sympathetic to you, kind of you just One, yeah. Sympathetic, exactly. Yeah, I mean that that's very that's, much Julian's character. That's Christian sport. Troy, there, isn't it? That's that's a Christian. Right, move. exactly, exactly. <laughs> I think maybe that's what they realised. So anyway, yeah. Was there was there any plans? I mean, as I said, kind of your last scene, basically finally hooking up with Julia, but you know she's using you for sex. You're in love with her. Was there any other talks or plans to kind of bring you back, or was that kind of the, the arc of Jude done? That was kind of it. There was no exploration of. of bringing him back for something else in the future. I think that was it. I think maybe there was something, but uh, maybe it was just an idea. There was never anything kind of, uh, you know, kind of etched out. But I think, I think it's worked well. I think he comes, he does, he does what he has to do, does what he, he does in order for her to have her own epiphany and to get hold of her life. Um, take control of her own life. So I think that's it, I think, as far as I know. But, you know, the Earth actors were the last to know. Mm. Well, it's... I mean, if they ever decide to, you know, in this day and age, of course, bringing shows back, uh, and I think we spoke to Roma and John about this, you know, at least Jude's still alive. So, you know, just... <laughs> <laughs> possibility. still alive, and yes. And yeah, I think about that sometimes with 24, that now i got a, I got a bullet in my head. Yeah. That's not going to work. Yeah. Um, no, it's a nip but I would love to be part of something like that if they were to, you know, entertain the thought of bringing that show back. Yeah. Which I guess they are, aren't they? A lot of these things. They do. I think you need to be off the air for the 10, 15. How long was Will and Grace off the air? For? Oh, Lord, that was yeah. at least 12, wasn't it? What, 2005, 2006? That came right. back, what? Tw- yeah, so at least 11, 12 years. Um, so. Okay. I mean, how long was the X Files off air, though? That was even longer, surely. Um. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and Roseanne, aren't they bringing Roseanne back? I mean, come on. <laughs> they are bringing Roseanne. And didn't they bring... I mean, the list goes... Look, it's Netflix that's doing it, yeah. isn't it? It's pumping... Was it a coach? This really random show in... Oh, I wasn't big in the US one. in the early nineties. Mm, well, Full anyway. House, of course. Anyway. Yeah, God, Full the House. List, the Full list House. goes on. <laughs> so Nip Tuck's begging for a reboot. Come on, you know, like I mean, it's. I tell you, it's probably not so far fetched. Yeah, yeah, you never know. You never know. I, I mean, I'm, one day we're going to get around to on the Oz Network is covering every episode of Twenty Four. It's on the to do list. Uh, we, you know, we've got our hands full okay. right now with uh third watch nip tuck and lost but i mean i just have to briefly ask i mean that must have just been a blast i mean we talk about you know big successes i mean after season one of 24 just how much of a hit that was 
Uh, and then, I mean, you're involved in the second season and kind of this, you know, great plot line of sort of this, this family, I guess, that kind of could be involved in the activities. And spoiler alert, if you haven't seen 24 season two, but, uh, your character, Razor, mm. sort of implied that you're the, the bad egg, the terrorist. But of course, no, it's not. It's your soon to be wife. Uh, but I mean, that must have been <laughs> a, a lot of fun because I can imagine that sort of show, the real time format, you know, the action element to it. It just must have been a blast. It was incredible. It, and what was, I was, the year prior, I was in China for nine months doing this first TV show, American TV show shot in mainland China. So I was actually out of the country for the first season of 24. So I didn't actually understand or didn't know what was going on, the phenomenon of the, of, of that. And I was working with Dennis Hopper, wow. funny enough. And of course, Dennis, at the end of the shoot, went to do the final episodes of yeah. the first season of 24. And I said, where are you off to? He goes, oh, I'm going to go shoot the show with Kiefer, and I hear it's a hit and everything. So off he goes, and then by the time I get back, it was the hiatus, and they were casting season two. So funny enough, I followed him, you know, in the, in, in the footsteps for that, doing that show. But I had, I had no idea. I mean, I think everyone... No one, no one knew how big that show would be, and it was such a zeitgeist moment, just where we were politically and the whole, you know, post nine eleven thing. So that show is just, if you will, for want of a better term, it's just this perfect storm of a thing. And then season two, I think, was as good, if not better, than season one. So, and then people were turned on to it because they had heard that they had seen season one in the in the off period. So it was incredible to be in something that successful especially globally like let's go back to england and it was a hit there and it was uh a phenomenon yeah it really was hence that's why they keep bringing that show back yes. in various forms. <laughs> two, two, two varying successes let's be honest <laughs> yeah, mean, yeah yeah the one they did last year wasn't I, exactly one that i would rush out and watch again but uh to, to me 24 is is kiefer 24 is jack bauer like that is a show is, where right? no kiefer no 24 is. come on <laughs> Hundred percent, and I think they've realised that. Yeah, yeah, I think they've realised that. And I'll admit that the only reason I watched Designated Survivor is because of Kiefer. Um, you know, if, if that was any other actor, <laughs> I wouldn't be watching the show. And I mean, you mentioned to me off air that you, you listened to our Kim Raver interview, and of course, she's about to be back on screen. I mean, you she know, is. just the fact that Kim went on from my favourite show to my second favourite show, and yeah, I just I fanboy out pretty easily, Phil. I try to be professional, but uh, I mean, you, I mean, I don't. You didn't have any scenes with Kiefer from memory. Did you? You worked with Carlos. No, you were with Tony, weren't no, you? Exactly. I was with Tony. I was with my uh, fiance and their family. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. You're 100% right. I had nothing with, with Keith, although obviously I see him in the downtime and we live in the same neighborhood in Los Angeles. So we kind of. Great. You know, I'd see him at the. See him out there, you know, having a drink or two. But I never. Never had a scene with him. Well, no. But he's incredible, though, again, and very supportive. Yeah. I got ill at the end of that season. That, the, that moment where I'm actually shot, where that happens, I was this huge infection. I was in the hospital for two weeks, and that was actually... When I collapsed, when we shot that scene, basically the next day I was in hospital for two weeks. Wow. Due to various ailments. And he was incredible. He wrote a letter. He was just a very sweet guy. He's very... Uh, 
That's fantastic. Others, Not fantastic that you're in hospital. I mean, fantastic about Kiefer, I mean. Um, <laughs> the, I mean, one, one actor, too, that you did work with, uh, and it's kind of its connection to Lost. I also do a show on James Bond, and I know he played uh, Felix in a Felix Leiter in a James Bond film. Of course, John Terry, the esteemed John Terry. What was it like working with, uh, with John? Uh, wonderful. Wonderful. We became good friends, actually, during the shoot. He... Uh, He's an outdoorsman, so we went down the Grand Canyon, river rafting, and we climbed up mountains, and we just got we got all into it. He was great, and I've been a fan of his. I had been a fan of his as well. And then I guess he did Zodiac, David Fincher's Zodiac. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, he's great. It's great. Just all That's these... What, you know, I fanboy out. Yeah, well, I I'm glad. <laughs> I, I get the chance to work with, with all these people. It's, I'm a fan of film and tv that's what kind of why i got in this business you know? yeah just, yeah you got to work with your heroes is a real treat who's the one who's the one then phil that like if you had to that maybe you haven't worked with yet but is there is there one actor that perhaps you would just completely lose it if you got to work on a project with them um probably gary oldman ah I yes i would say gary uh maybe daniel day lewis mm-hmm but those two, I would think. I had the pleasure of meeting De Niro last. I directed a short film that got into Tribeca Film Festival, and they did a little brunch. Mm-hmm. So I got to meet De Niro. So I kind of, you know, I almost worked with him. Instead, you know, he kind of hosted a brunch for these directors. So it was almost there. I nearly, nearly picked that. <laughs> I but I worked with Pacino, which was nice, a pleasure. But I would say Gary Oldman. Mm. I would, I would definitely, yeah. That that's a that's a very good choice, and hopefully soon to be Academy Award winning. Uh, you know, Gary Oldman, of course. Uh, at least at the time of recording this, Phil. Before we let you go, I mean, uh, what else have you got in the pipeline right now? I'm mean, obviously we're talking a bit about some stuff that's happened in the past, but I mean, uh, you know, do you have anything upcoming that you that you can mention, or anything sort of in the pipeline uh, that, that's happening in the life of, uh, of Philip Reese? Yeah, there are a few things, but uh, I'm actually focused on the next couple of months on this script this feature that i'm which is an adaptation of a short film that i did that i just mentioned that uh that we're going to turn into a feature that i'll direct and probably star in so kind of you know kind of creating my own projects as well you know i've got stories to tell myself well that's good we've all we all want to hear that and uh you know perhaps down the line once that becomes hugely successful and yourself uh are winning oscars with gary oldman you can turn to like the you know the jude storyline we can have like a jude film i jude similar to i tonya i don't know Uh see it now i see it now yeah. the <laughs> yes i like that and can people check you out on social media are you social socially media savvy feel that's a sentence i thought i'd never yeah, say so but <laughs> yeah 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 i'm on uh i think i'm at philip reese on twitter and i'm on facebook you can just search my name and there I am. There you are. I'm actually, funnily enough, I did realise I do have your Twitter page in front of me right now, and uh, I will uh, click on this magical follow button, and uh, we can tag that out there for some people out there as well to uh, to check you out, because I'm sure, as I said, our Nip Tuck fans will uh, be intrigued to see what you're up to. 24 fans. Nick, uh, <laughs> I feel like you need to say something to Nick in, like, your American Jude accent or something like that, just to, uh, you know, tell him that he's an idiot or something for calling Jude an idiot. I, I really don't know if you want to get some revenge on him right now. Oh my God, Nick! Let me tell you, Nick, you suck the big one. Ah, <laughs> uh, he's from New Zealand. We know what they're like. Come on. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. 
country. Beautiful country, Nick. I take that back. Yes, yes. Uh, Phil, mate, I will say this has been an absolute pleasure. And as I said, uh, down the line, we ever cover 24, we might sort of go in a little bit more in depth about that and uh, raise her along the way. But uh, we're going to be keeping an eye out on these uh, projects, as you said, that's coming your way. And uh, very much appreciate your time today here on the Oz Network. Oh, you're welcome, Ben. I'll do that again. Take care. Thank you so much. And once again, thanks to Phil there for his time on the show and to his management for arranging that interview. Well worth a chat there and a lot of fun along the way. And if you are a fan, of course, of our Nip Tuck episodes, remember they are airing on Tuesdays, Australian time. We post one a week for you and uh, we look forward to uh, you enjoying those across the way as we continue to go through Nip Tuck. Outside of Nip Tuck, Third Watch, Lost, they are also out there. We've got interviews with cast members from those shows as well uh, that are in the past and are coming in the future, so stay tuned for those. And uh, also our movie coverage as well uh, continues uh, throughout uh, the week as well. Just stay tuned to our social media pages. Search for The Oz Network. You will find all those uh, episodes coming your way there. Easiest way to get these episodes, of course, is to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher, whichever one you do use. And we would very much appreciate it if you could take a few minutes of your time to leave us some feedback on those services. We very much would like to hear from you and what you think of the show. My name is Ben. This has been The Oz Network. Once again, thanks to Phil for joining us on the show and we'll speak to you next time a good night thank you for listening to the oz network don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week for more information hit us up at the oz network.net